Your story shows God's glory. So this is to help you guys out there. If God can do it to me and for me, he can do it for you as well. So I basically, I'll just say that God is with you in your ins and outs, your ups and downs. And I just want to let you know that he's always listening to you. Even if he seems quiet, he must be close and he must be working on something for you. And don't give up, he actually works with your small bit of faith as well. If stuff seems quiet and then you feel something going on, that's your spirit telling you that there is something going on. If I feel something in the air or if I feel some tension, something happens, but then that's when you know you need to pray, you need to pray pray up you need to rise up and pray up and against those things i just wanted to tell you guys that don't give up and it made me realize that this prayer actually was answered like i prayed yesterday and god answered straight away because he knew i've been in a bit of a spot and i didn't realize that i was actually there sometimes everything can look good on the surface but underneath you know you can feel like there's something going on sometimes things can slowly pull you away or pull you down it could be family or it could be stress from other places you know like slight subtle things and before you know it you're probably somewhere you don't want to be or mentally and you can also tell that you're physically drained as well like you're more tired and you're easily irritable and stuff like that prepare yourself like sleep properly eat healthy keep your mind fixed on god because he'll help you he'll help you with everything and keep praying even in those times where you feel like he's not there he is he's always around he's working on your behalf he's always working he's always there for you he's with you in your ups and downs that's what makes him a special friend so i will tell you guys just to never give up when the prayer was answered straight away that made me realize that all of this all of the faith things all of jesus and him down across his history heaven and how he listens to all the prayers everything that you've been told about even his word is a hundred percent real hundred percent correct that's why you have to keep believing keep receiving the word keep keep praying and even if everything else fails just keep praying and my advice to you guys would just keep seeking jesus no matter where you were what you've done in the week what you thought about what you dreamt about and sometimes you can't even control your dreams you just have to cast down imaginations pray to your sisters and brothers in church if you've got a church or you've just got friends or someone that a christian and understands this stuff too don't go to the world for advice because they won't know they won't have the knowledge that we have protect yourselves in that put the whole armor of god on because this stuff is real and even though it's unseen and people may think it's not real that's what can happen is that you believe in everything it's easy to fall away and then just go about your day and then you haven't put the armor of god and then he will protect you but you're on the battlefield without your armor you've gone on to the battlefield without your armor and then you're easy to like what emotional attacks we see ephesians 6 got to read it put on the form of god therefore you stand against devil shames that's what you have to do every day and it really can be difficult because you can wake up and think oh i'm fine don't need to do this don't need to read god's word don't need to pray 
and that's just the first sign that you know that you need to pray when you get thoughts like that that's when you know when you feel like don't listen to your feelings or your your mind that's the flesh the flesh doesn't always tell the truth you can be happy one minute next you can be really upset or you want to see sort of emotions so but with god he doesn't rock about with you he stands on the rock with you and he doesn't play games he takes this thing seriously as well so don't play games with him don't mess him about and sometimes what i'm saying is like don't deliberately mess him about because he knows sometimes we can be, be a bit um prideful with what we say as well so we need to like give everything at the feet and hands of god and be around people that are christian the people that you know that are church or something i will now not go on another tangent but i will now explain to you how when you're going to a church it means like god is calling you jesus is meeting you there even if you're going to church it means that jesus is meeting you there as well it's like you're being called there it's not just by chance you're going to church you're being called there to hear something recently god's been showing me lots of scriptures in mark in the sermon yesterday so we had like a um it was called salvation night to invite people to church and to give their lives to christ which is salvation your salvation is free from jesus and it's important to keep that salvation and to be honest i kind of learned something yesterday or well, the bishop said if you feel like your christianity isn't doing well enough as it should come if you haven't given your life to Christ before come I actually recorded it you know if anything is ministering to you write it down a bit of notepaper and also pray about it with God yeah this is just like what I experienced afterwards sometimes you don't even know that there's streaks and weeks where you're like on fire for God you're thinking about him a lot you're reading the word you're listening to christian music you're praying and then there's times where you notice that you're not praying as much you're not reading the word as much and you say like oh i'm fine i feel fine and before you know it you start hearing things and things don't sound right apparently sound too good to be true right and you don't cast down imagination something's not right you know in your spirit you're still like spiritually aware about it all and stuff is too quiet at home or around you something is too quiet you know something's going on but on the surface it looks spirit that like you know something's gonna happen and that's Holy Spirit, he's always protecting us. I went on holiday with some of my family and I started to feel a little bit spiritually drained. At the beginning, I was on fire for the Lord, then like further down the week, I was starting to get a little tired, I was starting to not bother to read the word. It's also hard when people around you don't believe as well, you know how much you want them to be saved. But it's not by your might, it's by his grace. And I think God has orchestrated time on when he does the miracle for people where he opens their eyes or something. It's not, apparently it will take years for someone or it will take tomorrow. I don't know, God works in mysterious ways and we have to be patient in that. And even though that God has shown himself in many different ways and scenarios, in my family's life you know like the people that have died before you someone that you've known that close to you have passed away they took their last breath and you're like today some people will have took their last breath today or yesterday and it's by god's grace that you are still here it's only god that is keeping us alive you know he's protecting us from stuff and i heard that in the sermon so if i find that i'll plonk it in as well but this episode might be about 50 minutes long i don't want it to be there's so many things i want to say right now my family they don't really 
understand who Jesus is. When we were in the dark, we don't, we didn't really want to know who God was, and it, it's hard for them to understand. When God opens your eyes, He actually reveals things to you that you've never thought about before. And in the spiritual realm, when something happens there, it will manifest in the physical realm. There was one time when um, I had a group of worldly friends. They liked going out. They liked drinking and all that, smoking. I never really liked doing that, but I still hung out with them because they were the only friends I had. Before finding this church and everything else, this is on my heart. Because that's the thing, I don't want to forget this amazing stuff, you know? And with me, I always go on different stories and then go back to the main topic. They don't really know God, they didn't really understand. And me, on the other hand, I found Christ for university and it's not you get saved, that's it. It's a journey with him and this is why it's called Journeys with Jesus. So thank you for joining this journey, guys. And it was probably about a year or so that I didn't really hang out with them. And I got invited out since 2019, we met up. The thing is, what changed everything in my perspective, Christ is real and he, and he does help you peel back the layers of the sin of your old life you'll see that brand new banana in the middle we're like brand new bananas to him he peels back those layers and we're like that perfect banana in the middle i don't know if he thinks we're bananas but you know like on the flesh it looks the same but inside you don't you feel different well that's me right i'm changed i'm born again i'm ready to go they acted so different and i don't know why like but they were like you know the same but when i was hanging out with them I don't know what to how to describe, but they acted like wild animals, and it was so weird. Jesus, why are they acting like this? Did I lose to act like this? And it was like they were blind to what they were doing. It was like they were hypnotized or in a trance or something. I can't explain it. They acted crazy when they were blaspheming every five minutes, cursing and all that. I don't know. I don't want to be rude, but just they didn't know what they were doing. And it was like they were in a, a trance. I wanted to shake them. It was like they were completely oblivious to what they were actually doing. And that's what when Jesus said, um, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And that's the thing. When we were in the world, we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know sin was a thing. We thought everything was fine. We listened to all types of music. But at the end of the day, it's all spiritual. It all connects. And that's why we really need to be brave and go out there and spread light, spread Jesus' candle of salvation, his light, his candle, the candle in the dark. And I'm sure that you guys, you Christians out there, experience something similar with old friends and stuff and how Christ has really revealed things to you, shown you things in the physical realm. Because everything is supernatural, like that's what I heard in the sermon. I'll play it for you guys and then if it ministers to you, let me know, like send me an email or also Instagram me, keep in touch. And I was like, well, this is a turning point for me. Something about don't hang around with the ungodly. Oh, thanks for that, Holy Spirit. Yeah, um, bad company corrupts good morals. The Holy Spirit just reminded me of that. Thank you. Oh, he's so cute, isn't he? His word's true. His word is also protection for you on earth. It's a guidance. It's like a little instruction manual. It's like a little treasure map to guide you. Jesus is like the captain. He's given you his compass, his words to guide you in this life. And we should take it seriously. And I know that we don't always take it seriously. Just always go back to him and be honest with him because he knows your heart. Yeah, as I was saying, like some of my family members, they don't, they don't believe. I'm still praying for them. And I'm sure that you're praying for your loved ones as well and others out there that you've been speaking to. Before I went on this holiday, I felt amazing. I felt close with God. We had amazing service. There we had Tommy Walker concert as well. My half brother came down earlier on 
and it sort of messed up my plans. I'm very grateful that God let me go to church. They've heard about God, but they have they don't have a relationship with him and that's what i find really fascinating is that everyone around the world who's christian understand god know god and have a relationship with him is the same god jesus very different relationships he handles us differently he knows us personally and we all have different needs and different wants and different desires you can't have the same relationship with two of your friends we're all different and we're all wired differently so jesus has like a relationship with us but it's personal and it's deep and it's different for everybody and, and i still enjoy myself you know when you're just sad for them and you just got to keep praying for them and even though god can change your situation just have faith that he can and he will so don't give up out there if you're going through a similar situation don't give up keep having the faith if i've got the faith you've got the faith if i'm keeping the faith for this podcast as well you've you've also got the faith and we're doing this together it's like we're working together in the podcast as a family as a virtual family we pray for each other so yeah come home i'm also a bit knackered from traveling i caught a cold and i don't want to do anything and i know it's like i don't really pray much and i don't really talk to god much but when you're exhausted i think god calls you to a place of rest and you have to listen to him don't do things that make you drained because it will make it worse go to a place of rest like play worship songs speak to him pray go to a place of comfort and rest because when you go to him he fills up your cup and there's a sermon about that, about what's in your cup. You feel like you're spiritually drained, like your cup's not, cup's half empty, almost empty. Just run to God. Just go back to Him and be with Him in your comfy corner and spend time with Him and He will fill you up. If you're at home and you're like spending time with Him, if you notice things aren't changing, then go to a church on a Sunday service if there's a weekday thing if there's like an event go to it because you need it and it's like God is calling you to go to it because he knows your situation we can just not realize how drained we are and we can just keep going and going and going until we burn out and it's not good for us guys I would really recommend you taking that time out and rest with God it's so important for us spiritually as well and if you feel like things aren't changing you still feel drained and you're doing all those things go to church Go to your church, talk to your friends, ask them to pray with you and keep going. Just don't give up. And also, God is with you in the littlest things and he takes baby steps with you. He doesn't force anything on you. He is with you in those moments. He's with you in everything. He cares about those things that you care about, even if they're so subtle. He cares about that lost hair badge you've lost and he cares about that situation in your family. He cares about what you care about, big or small, he cares. He's our friend and he's our father. He cares. So don't be afraid to talk to him. You need your cup filling so we had this event trying to evangelize people trying to outreach invite them to this event i know it's i was hyper fixating on a lot i was hyper fixating on messaging people so i messaged about 100 people and i was like no i need to i need to just relax the event comes and i'm looking forward to it but the day it was i had so many appointments and i was rushing around just stressing out because i wanted to be there on time and my mom was with me driving me around as well and i also thank jesus for helping me and my mom get there on time he's with us in the car he comes with us out on these journeys there was a situation where um, i had to get to work on time and god he put every traffic light on green and my mom, she thought it was hilarious as well. She was like, that's never happened before. So this sermon really prickled my heart. 
the testimonies made me a little emotional as well you know the film stars was just great yeah even if you just go to church for a little bit god will spiritually fill you up because you've gone and he'll meet you there it's like the whole sermon was basically saying because you've gone to church god is meeting you there he's called you there and he's meeting you there so on the way home i prayed for my friends because it was starting to get a bit late and i didn't want my parents worrying i prayed this prayer about removing tension from the house and having peace and didn't want my parents getting upset because it was late and before i actually left the house i had a bit of a mini blow up with my family and it was awkward with all the stuff i mentioned i was burnt out i was tired and i really try hard to not do that with my family you know the scripture only your mother and father so that it may go well with you i think after the sermon had ended we were making our way back home and i was praying with some of my sisters and i said something about i need like peace in the home you know any tension be removed in the name of jesus things like this i was still a little bit apprehensive i called my dad and he seemed okay and I was just so nervous still. Maybe it was a little bit late, but it was okay. And I got home and I actually apologised to my dad. He didn't chat back, he just said, well. And I was like, something's changed. Before I fell asleep, I was listening to Christian music, Danny Goki. And everything felt peaceful, no tension, nothing. I literally just, everything felt still. And my family didn't get mad at me for being home late. It made me realise I wake up and I'm like, wow, God answered me straight away. I think he wanted to intervene, he wanted to sort things out. Because he's for us, not against us. And that's why I wanted to share this podcast. Because guys, if you believe and you still have a faith, God will work things out for your good. Yeah, Romans 8 to 8 as well. I really hope this blesses someone. Just keep going, guys. No matter how bad your situation is, no matter how dull it feels or how spiritually drained you are, just keep praying, keep listening to songs and try and go to a church where they will spiritually lift you up. They will. And you will feel much better in yourself. Because the atmosphere will change. Just don't worry. Just cast all your cares and anxiety to God. Because he cares for you. I really hope that this message blesses you. Enjoy the rest of your day, your week, your evening, your morning. Whatever time you're listening to this. Continue to enjoy the podcast. Follow me on the social medias. Email me for any requests or anything. Or share your testimony if you'd like me to read out your testimony. Enjoy yourselves, guys. Enjoy your day. Spend that time with God. Continue to trust him in all circumstances because god is in control and let go of all the worries so heavenly father thank you for waking us up today thank you for giving us another chance to come back to you and lay all our burdens down at your feet have mercy on us also forgive us for any thoughts or things that we may have gone astray or may have any points that we might not trust you or anything that we have any times that we've doubted may you forgive us and also may we come back to you with loving open arms and may we try again with you may you fill up our cups may you be with us when we are drained when we are tired may you give us that time to give rest to give us rest and peace and fulfillment and may you give us peace and guard our hearts and minds in christ jesus and may you protect us may you send angels to the listeners out there and may you send angels to protect all of us and cover us and shield us from any evil any darkness that may try to tempt us or try to pull us away from you in your presence in jesus name we pray with thanksgiving amen
life starts when you have Jesus. Amen. The real definition of life is when you have Jesus. And Jesus said something in Mark chapter 8, verse 35 that for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it or shall find it. Then he went on to say something very interesting. He said, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So what that means is that the soul of one man is worth than the whole world. So what you may not realize is that the worth of just your soul is worth more than Buckingham Palace. Of just you, little you. One of the things I've noticed about God is that He places more value on yourself than you even place on yourself. So what you may not even realize is that how much you are worth is, is so much more than what you can imagine because in God's eyes, He says, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Meaning that it is not worth gaining money, gaining so I mean everyone here wants money. What I'm trying to tell you is that according according to the word of God and according to scripture, if you gain all of that, if you gain all of that, if you gain plus fifty thousand, plus sixty thousand, plus eighty thousand. Plus hundred thousand. If you gain all of that and lose your soul, your soul, you haven't gained anything. So it may seem as if you are gaining, but really you are not gaining. If you done, if you gain twenty thousand and lost your soul at the same time, wow. or maybe you gain a mansion, yeah. wow. or a big house, wow. or or a good life. If you gain all of those things and lost your soul in the process, lost your soul that you don't have a relationship with God and you're not going to heaven. If you gain all of that, what God is trying to say is that, that you've lost everything. Yeah. And what he's also trying to say is that the price of your soul is worth the whole world. Amen. So if in doing all of this, there's only one person that will gain more than the world. Wow. Because according to Jesus is that you are worth more than the world. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to tell you that you may not realize how much you are worth to God and how much you are worth to Jesus. So because of that, I want to share with you a little story of Jesus and, and Bartimaeus. The story of Jesus and blind Bartimaeus. Mark chapter 10, verse 45. Can I tell you a little story? Yes, please. Right. When we, when we get to 52, we are done. Mark chapter 10, verse 45. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for me. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, or Bartimaeus, depending on the school you went to, <laughs> the son of Timaeus sat by the highway side begging. Now, this was Jesus encountering an individual and Jesus has come to encounter him today. Amen. This individual was called Bartimaeus. 
Bar means son of. So he was Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. So if your name is John, it will be. No, if your dad is called John, it will be Bar John, son of John, or daughter of John. So this was Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. And Jesus here encounters him. And the scripture says, and they came to Jericho. So Jesus came to Jericho. Now you may be here thinking that you came to Tuwe Garden Road, or you came to Peckham, or you came to uh, the south of London. But what you may not realize is that Jesus has come to you. It may seem as if that you have come, but rather he's the one who has come to you. You see, hospitals don't even come to you. You go to hospitals, but when it comes to Jesus, he comes. But you don't realize how many things have had to come together and you can be here today. That's why Jesus said that I have come to seek and save the lost. One of the things I've realized about God is that he is a seeker of men. He comes to find you. And you may not realize that you being over here is very supernatural. Mm. You see, the supernatural is the thing which is above normal, or above the natural, or above the flesh. Mm. But the supernatural doesn't always seem spectacular. Mm. An example is when Jesus was raising Lazarus, they told them, Jesus told them, untie him. So they had to do something physical. Mm. But they had to do something physical before the supernatural can happen. So you may not realize that you being here, so many things have had to happen for you just to be here. And that even reminds me of how to, you see how I got born again was, my family friend, not my cousin, my family friend, I couldn't believe this because she was very pretty. And for some reason, I just couldn't fathom that a beautiful girl could love God. I don't know why. Forgive me. It didn't add up because, because for 17 years of my life, I was a Christian. The first time I ever heard of the story of Adam and Eve, I was 17 years. Wow. In, a, in, a, in a country in which many people were seen to be Christians. So what happened was that this, her mom just became born again. So when her mom just became born again, she also became born again. Wow. Then they had to travel to Ghana, where I was living, but I was in Ghana. Oh. And my parents had a relationship with this woman for about 25 years. So it meant that for me to get born again, my mom had to meet her 25 years before. And that was so interesting that they met, they met us when my mom was working. So my mom had to meet this woman, wow. and when she met this woman, she wasn't born again. She wasn't born again. Then 25 years later, she was now going to be born again. Then when she got born again, she was going to become a pastor. Then when she became a pastor, she heard of a pastor called Dagwood Mills. So she said that, okay, let me then go to Ghana because my friend who is called Annie lives there. Annie who is my mom. Then the only reason we knew Bishop that was Mills was my sister now was in that church. Then now I got interested because the woman who now became a pastor had a daughter who was pretty. The lady now also had to be pretty to get married to her handsome man.
to hear. Mm. Then it just seemed like these people met 25 years ago. Mm. Then after 25 years ago, she then got born again. But you don't realize that was all the orchestration of God. Wow. So you may be here because maybe you met somebody on the street. Mm. Or you met somebody on the train station. Or you met somebody on the wedding. It is not you who has come. It is the orchestration and God pulling you. God is tugging at you. That's what the scripture says. And they came to Jericho. The thing that touches my heart is, as he went out of Jericho with his setup, as he went out of Jericho, this is Jesus, as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, then he says, blind buttons. What is mind-boggling is that Jesus had a lot of disciples. Jesus had a lot of people around him. But still, he had the moment for that one person. Even though there are many Christians today, I've come to tell you, he still has space for one more person. Wow. He still has space for one more person. That's why the song says, there is room at the cross just for And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, then he starts blind by Timaeus. He noticed the son of Timaeus sat by the highway side begging. Now, you know what is interesting? He was known as blind by Timaeus. Because in life, many times, people associate you with your problems. Yeah. I remember when I was in high school, there was a guy who was called Fish. <laughs> the reason why he was called Fish was the seniors were bullying him. And because it was a boarding school, when they wanted to get some of his food, when they went to his suitcase, they just saw tons of the tins of tuna for them to examine the fish. And in life, you don't realize people associate you with problems. Yes, maybe you're an idiot, you have a nickname. I've come to tell you that God doesn't associate you with that nickname. Because in Isaiah 62, verse 2, the Bible says, Isaiah 62, verse 2, it says, and the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness, and all the kings thy glory, and thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Now verse 4 says, Thou shalt no longer be taken forsaken. You will no longer be termed forsaken. Neither shall thy land be more termed desolate, but thou shalt be called Esther, and thy land will arrive. For the Lord delighted in thee, regardless of your name, regardless of what you God delights in you. God likes you so much. God loves you so much. More than you can fathom, more than you can imagine. So this guy was called blind Bartimaeus. Now, in the Bible, it talks about different types of blindness. It talks about physical blindness. But there's also spiritual blindness. Where you are blind to the gospel. Now what was interesting, when we go back to Mark 10, 46, it says, sat by the highway Begging. You see, when you're blind, you can't even see your state. If someone is blind, they can't, they can't, they can't, they can't, they'll never know colors. They'll never know what they look like. They'll never know if their shirt is tied. They'll never know if their shoes is tied. They'll never know what things look like. So when somebody is blind, even in the spirit, and when someone is even blind physically, you see, there's no movement, they struggle to move. But you see, even in your life, 
When you're blind without Jesus, what then happens? You sit in one position. So you see, for so many people, their life has been in one spot, in one position, and he sat by the highway side begging. That means he was asking, asking for money, asking for change. As he was there asking, many people were contributing things, but what they were contributing into the thing that he was asking for could not solve the problem that he was blind. He sat there begging, but anything that people would give him could not solve the situation that I am blind. So whatever amount of money that you give me, it can't solve the real problem which is blindness. We sit there and you end up, based upon past experiences, going around asking for things. But you realize that relationship didn't solve anything. If anything, that relationship affected you. Yes, it affected you even more. Yes, why do guys all of a sudden turn to savages? Why do people why do people not trust in people again? It's a past experience. 47. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. You know, when he heard that Jesus was coming, he decided, this is my time. This is my day to take salvation. And I've come to tell you today that this is your chance. This is your opportunity. Don't harden your heart because he said that when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out. He said that this is my chance. Do you know what is so interesting about this story? This was the last time Jesus was going to pass through Jericho. He was never again going to come through Jericho. Never again going to come through the city. And in that moment, in that moment, Bartimaeus realized what I need. Interestingly, Bartimaeus never has given me sight. That means that Bartimaeus said, Mercy. I need mercy. Why? Because he knew that he had a greater problem than just his sight. The greater problem was his sins. Yes, the greater problem was his sins. Why? Every single person in this room knows that your sins haunt you. Yes. Right now. Yeah. That have been forgiven. 
And the scripture says, but he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 49. And Jesus stood still. Why, why, you see, why this is interesting is that, think about it too. This was at the time when he was just about to go to the cross. Everything, oh, the sin of the world was just about to be on his shoulders. Everything was just going to be upon him. But he still had the time, he still had the patience that, you know what, because of one person, I am going to stand still. For the sake of one person, I will stand still. I will stop what I'm doing and I am going to stand still because this soul is important. You may not realize that a lot of now have been able to be put on hold for your sake and for your salvation. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And he called the blind man saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise. He called thee. Now that's very offensive. Because he's blind. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> ah. The guy is blind. The dude is blind. And you're calling him. Bro, can't you see? Can't you see that I can't see? I'm blind. And they called the blind man saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Rise, he's calling you 50. Imagine if you're the blind man. You can't see and he's calling you. You hear that he's calling you. But you can't see, you can't see. Imagine how the blind man is going. He's going, where, where is he? I can't find him. I can't see him. Is this you? No, it's not me. I'm his disciple, but I show where he is. So you may not realize that one today as you come here is one of his disciples who wanted why. All you need to do, Jesus was trying to show you that what is important is your faith. It is your faith. That's why he called on him that just listen to my word. And when you listen to my word, respond in faith. So as I'm preaching, you are hearing the word of God, and the response which is back is that of faith. And he, casting away his garments, rose and came to Jesus. Garments are like clothes, but garments also symbolizes the old you. So he decided in this one that whatever which is on me, he cast it out. Whatever lifestyle, I'm going to cast it away. Whatever thing which is not helping me, I'm going to cast it away. Because why do you have to cast away his garments? But he was symbolizing that I'm going to let it go because now I'm going to Jesus. And he, casting his garment, rose and came to Jesus. 51. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou should I do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. 52. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Why? Thy faith hath made thee whole. Jesus was trying to show him that your faith in me has made you whole. It's not money which is going to make you whole. It's not a relationship which is going to make you whole. It's none of those things. The only thing which is important, which will make you whole, it is faith. Many people in this life are not whole. Many people are walking today in the streets of London. They are sad. They are depressed. But what you don't realize is faith which makes you whole. It's faith in Jesus. It's not faith alone, but it's faith in Jesus. When you have faith in Jesus, well, that's what the Bible says. You are complete in Him. Jesus is the one that completes you. And I'm telling you, it will never be a relationship. It will never be everything in life. Is it that our life will be reduced to 
used to work in a nine to five. For years upon years upon years. Then after that, retirement. Retirement. You see, you can't even picture yourself old. At all. Then after that, death. Death, which is coming. You see, that's the most sure thing about life. The most sure thing about life, which we don't want to think about, is death. And the reality of death. But Jesus has promised that I have come, that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So that after life, there is another life with him. Wow. That's what the scripture says. He that has the son has life. But he that does not have the son does not have life. Real life is found in Jesus. Yeah. But you will see in this story, when the people were around, I think in verse 49 or 50, he still had to say that, look, despite the people being there, I'm going to come. Yeah. I'm going to lift up my hand. I'm going to dedicate my life to Jesus. I'm going to come to Jesus. Because Jesus in himself himself, he said that if you deny me in front of people, I'll deny you in front of my father. Yeah. But if you shall confess me in front of people, I shall confess you in front of my father. Yeah. Which is the chance to say that I want to give Jesus a try. Mm. I want to give him a chance. I want to give Jesus a try. And I want to give Jesus a chance. So at this moment, I just want you to stand on your feet. Just bow down your head to me at this moment. Maybe you are here today. You are here today and you want to give your life to Jesus. At this moment, I just want you to pray for yourself in the word that you heard. That Lord Jesus, I pray for myself and I ask, give me a chance. But maybe you are here today and you want to give your life to Jesus. You are here. You say that, look, Pastor, I want to give this Jesus a try. I want to give this Jesus a chance today. I want to give him a chance. Maybe you are here today and you are like that. Maybe you are sad, you are depressed, you are confused in life with everything about my schools. Every head bow, eyes closed. That maybe you are here today, and maybe you are even a Christian, but your Christianity is not going how it should go, and you even want to give your life to Jesus again. Maybe you've had a background of faith. You've had a background of faith, but your life is not going how it should go. Your Christianity is not going how it should go. As you are here, you know that you are meant to be here. You are meant to be here, and you want to give this Jesus a try. You want to give this Jesus a chance. I just want you to lift up your right hand wherever you are. I want you to lift up your right hand wherever you are. I can see that hand. I want you to keep it up. I see that hand right there. I see that other hand right there as well. I want you to keep it up. I don't want you to think about anyone else. I see those hands. I see those hands right up, right up, right up. And maybe you are here and also you'd like to join them. You want to come at this chance. You'd like to join them. Now, wherever you are, if you lifted up your hand, because I can see all of those hands, I want you to join me at the phone that I may pray with you. I don't want you to feel ashamed at this moment. I stand here beckoning and beseeching 
and begging for you to come. So if you are here, as I speak, the scripture says, and your heart was pricked. Maybe you are here and your heart is pricked and you say that you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to give your life to Jesus. Maybe you are there, you say that, look, pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give him a trial. You are not sure. I want to tell you that today is the day of salvation. Don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart that you are here and you want to give your life to Jesus. Maybe you've even experienced something bad. Your life has not gone high, should go. Maybe you've even had suicidal thoughts. That is Jesus calling and beckoning that come to him today. after me and shout it out as you're saying and say dear lord jesus dear lord jesus i come to you today i come to you today i come to you today knowing that i am a sinner knowing that i am a sinner jesus wash me jesus wash me Jesus cleanse me. Jesus cleanse me. And Jesus purify me. And Jesus purify me. Today I believe. Today I believe that I am born again. That I am born again. And that I am a child of God. And that I am a child of God. Jesus. 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 Have mercy upon me today. 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 Today I believe. Today I believe that I am born again. I am born again. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you for every single person here at the front. I ask, keep them established, Lord Jesus. I pray for your children, Lord. I pray for your children and I say, have mercy on them. Father, I pray for healing, Lord Jesus. Healing. Healing of the heart. Healing of the soul. Healing from past experiences, oh Lord Jesus. I pray and I ask, let them receive healing at this moment. Amen. Let them receive healing at this moment. Amen. Father, I thank you for your blessing. And I thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.